The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Friday, the 27th of January in London. Coming up this hour. On the hunt for growth, the UK's Chancellor will set out his economic blueprint at Bloomberg's London headquarters. Goldilocks would be proud. US GDP slows at a perfect pace for the Fed. Chipping in, Japan and the Netherlands to join the US in limiting China's semiconductor ambitions. The BOE gets a warning from its ex, Rolls-Royce burning platform and Rishi Sunak looks to the student economy. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's newspapers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus, managing a diversity drive, Bank of America promotes MDs from underrepresented groups. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe on DAB Digital Radio London, Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Cirrus XM Channel 119 and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. In a major speech at Bloomberg's European headquarters here in London, the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt will lay out his plan for the UK economy. Hunt is expected to reject calls for tax cuts while arguing the country can use its Brexit freedoms as a catalyst for prosperity. Former Chancellor Philip Hammond says the country has a major issue it needs to address. It's about productivity. It always was about productivity and it always will be. The UK's shockingly low um, rate of productivity growth, uh, which we're beginning to tackle with things like improvements in the technical skills agenda, but we've still got a huge amount to do. And we just can't say it often enough. It is about productivity. That is the route to sustainable, higher standards of living, that was the former Chancellor, Philip Hammond. His comments reflected in the data which show the UK is the only G7 economy with GDP below pre-COVID levels. We'll be speaking to Bloomberg anchor Anna Edwards for more about this story in just a moment. And now growth in the US economy beat expectations in the final quarter of 2022. GDP expanded at an annualised pace of 2.9%, down from 3.2% in the third quarter. The data suggests that there's still a path to a soft landing for the Fed. Reacting to the news, President Biden gave this bullish assessment. Jobs are the highest in American history and wages are up and they're growing faster than inflation. Over the past six months, inflation has gone down every month and God willing, we'll continue to do that. Despite President Biden's optimism, some economists believe that there are warning signs in the data. Personal consumption rose by less than economists had expected. The 2.1% gain suggests a recession continues to be a significant risk for America. 
Shares in the Adani Group's companies are continuing to fall today, with now more than $30 billion wiped off their market value after a scathing report from a short seller earlier this week. In a call with investors, the conglomerate called Hindenburg's report devoid of facts and bogus. The Adani Group is also understood, understood to be exploring legal action against the investment research firm. Our Asia Equities reporter Abhishek Vishnoy says market reaction will be key. Today is the real test because, you know, the share sale is going to open up for retail investors and, you know, other uh, other investors in general. So the response to that and how much uh, stocks move today would establish, uh, you know, where where the sentiment, whether Heinenberg's report has actually changed the sentiment. It marks a U-turn in Adani Group's, uh, you know, ballooning rally or it's just a dent uh, along the way. Now, Abhishek Vishnoy's assessment comes as the investor Bill Ackman said he found Hindenburg, the Hindenburg dossier on the Adani Group highly credible and extremely well-researched. And now sources tell Bloomberg that Japan and the Netherlands are set to join the US in limiting China's access to advanced semiconductor machinery. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts has the details. It's shaping up to be a powerful alliance to undercut China's ambitions to build its own domestic chip industry. Bloomberg has learned that Dutch and Japanese officials will conclude talks today on setting limits on what can be supplied to Beijing. The Netherlands is to expand restrictions on ASML, which will prevent it from selling advanced chip-making machinery to China, and Japan is likely to set similar limits on Nikon. The joint effort will expand restrictions the U.S. government unveiled in October. China has fought back against the U.S. moves with a complaint to the World Trade Organization. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Intel shares fell in late trading after a dire forecast for the first quarter. The U.S. chipmaker expects maximum sales of $11.5 billion, far short of analysts' estimates of $14 billion. CEO Pat Gelsinger used, or urged investors to think of the bigger picture. I want to remind everyone that we are on a multi-year journey. We remain focused on the things that are within our control as we navigate short-term headwinds while executing to our long-term strategy. Gessinger is now attempting a radical acceleration into advanced semiconductor technology. The figures indicate, though, the slump in demand for personal computers may persist this year. And in corporate news this morning, Bank of America has named 360 new managing directors and more than half are from underrepresented groups. It's the third year in a row that the bank has awarded the majority of MD roles to women or people of colour. With Wall Street banks pledging to improve their diversity at senior levels, competition for top talent is heating up across the industry. So those are our top stories this morning. Of course, we are looking ahead to Jeremy Hunt's big speech here at uh, Bloomberg's offices in London. So more on that mm. uh, in a moment as well. Another um, name that was visiting us yesterday, though, was the Irish Finance Minister, Michael McGrath, who met with Jeremy Hunt yesterday. Uh, they were talking t- about the, of course, the Northern Ireland Protocol yes. talks. Um, and he did say that things had moved to a new level uh, in, in advancement towards a solution there. So some positive signals coming from the Irish side in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we'll bring you uh, the chance of Jeremy Hunt speech uh, live here on radio later on this morning. Well, the other issue I think that was quite interesting for me, a bit more in the weeds, but ESMA, the European market watchdog, again warning London-based hedge funds and asset managers to build up their presence in the European Union after Brexit. It's not enough just to have a few. Apparently the big banks, um, according to our reporting, are really under pressure to move senior staff and the decision makers to places like Paris and Frankfurt and Amsterdam, perhaps more 
more flexibility for the for smaller businesses. Mm, more to watch there. Up next, the BOE gets a warning from its ex, Rolls-Royce's burning platform, and Sunak looks to the student economy. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. Joining us now is Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans to take us through uh, the interesting newspaper stories. The Telegraph headline reads, The Bank of England must slow down interest rate rises, warns ex-chief economist. Tell us more, Leanne. Caroline, good morning to you and thank you. Yes, a warning from their ex, Andy Haldane, and he is the BOE's former chief economist, says bluntly, flickers of life in the economy, risk being hindered by Rishi Sunak's lack of a medium-term plan for growth. The FT's says Haldane is also warning that families would continue to be hit by painful price rises and also falling real incomes this year. He was actually speaking to the BBC on Thursday where he also criticised the interest rate rises, saying he would have preferred to have seen the Bank of England and other central banks starting to raise their rates a little bit sooner. Haldane does believe this would have helped to nip inflation in the bud. The bank is expected to raise interest rates for the 10th time in a row next week to 4%, mm. which Haldane is really fearing will cause more pain for households as mortgage rates will also climb. And we're in a cost of living crisis. As we know, food and lots of other things are extremely expensive, energy included. Okay, Leanne, in the Financial Times, meanwhile, they have uh, comments from Rolls-Royce's new chief warning the company is a burning platform. Well, he didn't hold back. So the new CEO of Rolls-Royce has given this brutal assessment of Britain's flagship engineering group. And according to the FT, he has told employees it must transform the way it operates or it will just not survive. This is almost an iconic brand here in the UK. And in a global address broadcast to staff, parts of which were shared with the newspaper, so were shared with the FT, he said investors were losing patience with the iconic British band brand. Mm. He used the address to launch a transformation programme with a focus on efficiency and optimism. Now, many people who work within um, Rolls-Royce were saying this has been interpreted as a signal to staff to expect another round of job cuts, in particular among white-collar workers, as okay. they do try to get the company back on track. All right, so all not terribly well in sort of industrial Britain. Uh, what about the Times headline, though, uh, when it comes to trying to help um, with this very tight labour market? Rishi Sunak's foreign student plan to shore up economy. Yeah, this is a really interesting one, and it's in the Times, and as you say, foreign students 
would be allowed to work longer hours under plans to boost the economy. And this, of course, Caroline, as you say, comes in a really tight labour market where there's loads of vacancies, especially in hospitality and retail. So ministers are now looking at ways to encourage both British and overseas students to take more part-time jobs, really, to deal with all the shortages we're seeing. Britain's 680,000 overseas students currently can only work 20 hours a week during term time. But the newspaper says discussions have begun within government about either raising that cap to 30 hours or removing it entirely. But remember, Rishi Sunak is concerned that he will struggle to fulfil his pledge that the economy will grow this year unless the government can really deal with the surge in job vacancies. And it will be interesting to see against Suella Braverman's plans really for immigration at this time. Yeah, that's such an interesting story in The Times today. Leanne Garens, thank you very much for that review of today's newspapers. Now, the Chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, will speak here at Bloomberg's European headquarters in London later this morning. He's expected to reject calls for tax cuts and also make the case for how Brexit will drive economic growth. Bloomberg anchor Anna Edwards will be speaking to the Chancellor later. And she joins us now. Really good to have you, Anna. Um, What do we know then about what's going to be in this important speech? Yeah, good morning. Good morning, everybody. So he's going to be speaking here at Bloomberg and then he's going to be giving an interview to us a little bit later on. But what we do know then is he is set to rule out tax cuts. And this is, of course, in the build up to the budget in March. He's been under a lot of political pressure, in particular from his backbenchers, to agree to some kinds of tax cuts. Some in the backbenchers of the Tory party still think that this is the way forward, despite the turmoil that was created in markets by unfunded tax cuts around the mini-budget. So that's a battle that he is, it seems, still fighting. He's also going to talk about some of the positives as he sees them for the UK economy and in the post-Brexit world in particular uh, drawing on the, uh, the the massive amount of money that is available in in uh, for private investment in the UK and trying to channel that into green projects. And the reason that this was not av- available previously is because of Solvency 2 regulations that meant that insurance companies had to keep large amounts of capital tied up on their balance sheets. Now, post-Brexit, uh, we know this. We, this has been talked about for some time. He's able to then uh, remove the Solvency 2 regulation, which frees up more money for investment. So there'll be some figures around that. And he also wants to talk about productivity. This has been an issue we've talked about on the programme many times. It's been something that holds back the UK economy for such a long time. Tackling it head on is the words he's going to use a little bit later on. In particular, offering support to individual sectors. Uh, and we know from our own reporting that the semiconductor, the chip sector, could be in focus there. The collapse of that business, British Vault, of course, throwing into into stark relief the difficulty that perhaps the UK has at the moment in establishing those kinds of uh, important strategic tech businesses. So that'll be a focus. Are there key questions you're hoping to get answers to when you speak to the Chancellor? (laughs) Well, a lot of our focus, given that this is Bloomberg, we will be talking about the economy, we'll be talking about uh, investments, investments in the the UK economy. um, Corporation tax is set to go up by six percentage points in April. What that means for business at a time when energy bills might still be going up, even though wholesale gas prices have been coming down, uh, we'll be exploring that and whether there is, uh, given that he said he's ruling out tax cuts, is there any room to manoeuvre around that at all? We'll We'll be trying to into that a little bit. What does all of this mean for business? We also live in a fast-changing geopolitical environment. The news we carried earlier this week about the UK government's support for the chip sector and the news overnight about Japan and the Netherlands joining Mm. in a a pact to try and keep China away from chip technology, 
all of that is playing out very quickly. And where does the UK stand in that? The uh, Inflation Reduction Act in the U- in the United States is certainly going to incentivise a lot of investment there. Is that to the detriment of the UK? So these are certainly going to be some of the conversations we'll have. And perhaps we'll mention the name Nadim Zahawi. Perhaps that might come up. <laughs> OK, yeah, the issue around uh, taxes. Um, yeah, and, and no doubt there'll be some quite robust questioning around levelling up because Bloomberg's own Joe Mays is the reporter at Plus Team who have done the deep dive into mm. the big pledge by government to bring up the rest of the UK, bring up the other regions in Britain. Uh, it's a very, very difficult challenge that the government's not doing well at. Right, and there's, so there's a lot of questions around the budget and how much room for manoeuvre the government really has to do their levelling up spending, to settle some of the uh, strike activity that yes. we've seen taking place, of course. But, but in terms of expectations around the budget, he's going to rule out tax cuts. And we do have to remember there's not an election until 2024. Eurasia Group saying, of course, giveaways much more likely ahead of that than now. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 11.30. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.